Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, hey, it's a doubleheader again. For American Princess, we got wormholes, we got saltiness, we got mud boys. Ooh, honey, it's a lot going on. Stay right there. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, it's a full house. We all here. We all back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 After Buzzers. I am Carla Renata, and I am here with my co-host, Miss Kelsey, Miss Haley, Miss Taylor, for the last double header of American Princess. But before we get into that, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, even though I introduced them already anyway. <laughs> well, thanks, Carla. I'm Kelsey. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we're all back. Hey, guys. Haley J. What's up? I'm Taylor. I am so glad to be back with you guys because I, I would not want to miss the last two episodes. Our double header going know, out with a bang. Right? I know. Guys. I'm I'm really happy to be back here too. I really am. I missed y'all. Missed I missed y'all. I missed y'all. So let's talk about the first episode of the double header. Let's talk about that one, episode nine. <laughs> Ooh, it's a lot going on in episode nine. Always trust your vagina. Vagina. <laughs> Your vagina. Vagina. When I first heard that, I'm like, they would do a little play on of. Of course they would. Vagina. Uh, uh, vagina. I'm going to ask Jamie when she comes here how to pronounce that because that's a lot going on. Right. Yeah. Stack of our questions for Ooh, her. Honey, yeah. that was a whole lot going on. But in this episode, we get a little bit more of David and Amanda. He's a little salty for a variety of reasons. We get Delilah having empty nest syndrome. And we have Juan and Brian having a moment too. Even even Maggie's having a moment with the with the soothsayer, so to speak. So, um, what are y'all's top overall thoughts about this episode in particularly? Oh, with David and Amanda. I mean, that was interesting to see the relationship change and kind of they're in a relationship and they're having their first quarrel, mm-hmm. I would say. So that was interesting to see that. Um, I thought it was funny. I made a note of um, Brian when he had such an issue with the check, like splitting the check. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you're like, I got an appetizer, but yet we're splitting it halfway and you got like entrees, you know? It's just like... I, I'm not going to oh. lie. There's a part of me that did agree with him. I think it depends <laughs> on the circumstance and then how many times it happens. But I did think it was funny how how it. upset he was about it. I mean, I, I, I overstand. I, I overstand because how many, she's right. Kelsey's right. How many times have you been out with people and like say it's the four of us and three of us get appetizers and one person orders an appetizer a salad a cocktail an entree dessert another cocktail <laughs> and then they're like you want to split it and i'm like uh-huh. see i feel like those are things i say first like do you guys want to split this and if they say no then i'm like okay that's on me and i would just expect that but that is awkward if, if you have that fallout but yeah. i would say something and be like hey this is la i can't afford this let's we gotta switch right. it up here <laughs> and like you said it's 
interesting if it only happens one time. You're like, okay, friends, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. But if it keeps happening, like the movies, mm-hmm. and then they go out to dinner again, and then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, like you said, you've got yeah. to just say something about it. Especially L.A., they don't split tabs here. They don't. They which do, but you have to ask. Mm-hmm. You have to ask Sometimes. Before. You have to ask ahead of time. You, you have to ask either when you make the reservation or the minute your butt hits the seat. Because if you try, if you, you're right, though. If you try to if then you, you get the dirty look. after you've eaten or halfway through the meal, they're like, yeah, no. Uh, and you must have some nice people, you know. I do because that we don't, or you're very polite because you, I'm just like, please. I go to the like, same place. Mm, I, no. I, I I took this adage from a friend of mine. There's a girlfriend of mine that when we would go to places, she would always take me to these really nice restaurants. This friend of mine, I'm like, ooh, this place is nice. And she said this to me, and I'll never forget it. She says, "I like to go where people treat me well." Yeah. <laughs> so. I took note, and I only go to the places where people treat me well. That's amazing. Well, I know they're going to split the check for me. Taylor, how did you feel about that? I agree with Brian. Listen, this is what Venmo is for, you guys. Like, you <laughs> itemize the check, and you pay for what you got. And that's what I truly believe, because if you're splitting at halfsies, and it's not fair, I'm with Brian. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, like, I, I don't think that's stingy. I think that's just valid. Well, and I think we go out with like-minded friends, too. It didn't seem like Brian even wanted to hang out with that crew in the first place. Oh, he called them out. Remember, he called oh, them yeah. the, lab- yeah. the labradoodle. Yeah, <laughs> well, the like, movie thing cold. that Kelsey just brought up, how they, like, invite themselves to the movie, that's when I've been like, no, 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 this movie. is date night. Date night. Yeah, but then the other guy was like, I would have voted for Avengers. <laughs> yeah, but that was actually kind of fun. It was cute, but it was fun. The one thing with this situation, I will say for Brian, is we've seen him grow I think over this whole season where at the very beginning, remember when it was just him and Maggie and he tried to go outside to the campfire right. to make friends. And then now we're seeing him with a boyfriend and like trying to make friends. So I feel like it is a slow progress, you know? Yeah, I feel like because of Juan, he is able to infiltrate more into the fair, whereas before, he kind of isolated himself by sticking so close to Maggie. And thank God he did that, because now he doesn't have Maggie to fall on, and that's not, he would be completely by himself. As we find out in the next episode, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the things that I found really interesting was the whole situation with David and Amanda and him being salty that she didn't tell him that Delilah's lawyer was her ex-fiance. It looks suspicious. If I were him, I would just wonder, why are you keeping that from me? So I understand him being salty. He was very salty about that. But I, but part of me was like, um, first of all, y'all haven't been in a relationship. First of all, you weren't acknowledging that y'all were in a relationship. Let's just say that. And second of all, you haven't been in a relationship long enough for you to be that salty about it. Seems he has confusion with even his previous relationship. Are we together? Are we not? So yeah, define like the relationship. A Don't you bit. feel like he yeah. overreacted just a little bit? A little, but I do think if she was just honest with him, just be like, listen, like I know this guy, and I don't like him as a person, but I do think that he's a good lawyer and would be good for Delilah. He is my ex, but it's nothing like that. Like if she was just honest with him, I think that he he's like a pretty reasonable person. I think he would have been chill with it. I just think that she should have brought that up up front. Okay. Yep. 
Um, I agree. I'm with you, Taylor, on that one. Okay. And <laughs> this made me laugh out loud. When the when the wormhole bunch showed up. Earth hole. Earth hole. Why keep calling them wormhole? Because I mean, pretty much. Ca- you know. <laughs> um, when, they, earth, when the earth hole people showed up and homegirl got off that bus, she was just... She was so butch, like right out she's, the gate. I've seen her in other things, she's and she's she, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her in Chelsea Handler. That's it. She's yes, funny. Was pure comedy, pure comedy, and I love that. By the time the end of the episode rolled around, when that fight broke out, and she was under that table with Amanda, she tried to she tried to go in for that kiss, and Amanda was like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> That made me laugh. And then she gave her that car. Uh-huh. And she was like, yeah. And he tried to take the car. She was like, yeah, no, not you. But you. I was like, oh, oh okay. I yeah. love that Jamie, Jamie is really good about infiltrating all types of people from all types of walks she of is. life into the fair. Like, I love that. And just real quick, I want to do a little clarification. That's Fortune Finster. And she's been in a lot of comedies, like Office Christmas Party, um, she's been in this show. She's done a lot of guest appearances. Chelsea Handler, um, Mary Jo in Mulaney, and many more. So, okay. yeah, she's right. she's making her rounds around there. She's right. amazing. Right. So. That's yeah. She's so good at that character because that is her. Like, that's how she would be. I wish oh to get God, her in studio. She reminds me of this friend of mine named um, Diane Delano. And Diane Delano is... If y'all saw her face, you would know her. She's on like a zillion shows all the time, but she reminded me of a really younger version of Diane Delano. Diane would love that I'm shouting her out right now. She would absolutely love that. Hey, Diane. Um, hey. And, you know, of course, I'm like the, I am the language police when it comes to American princess. I hollered, hollered, hollered when um, Liz said that uh, Delilah had a mommy meltdown. I'm like, mm. <laughs> She said she had a mommy meltdown, and then they had that whole little joke that they were trying to get off the ground, but it didn't go nowhere. The one where there's no place like gnomes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, mm, okay, that's not going to work this time. <laughs> it was cool I thought it was to funny. see more of their onstage performances, because I don't feel like we saw that much of their skits in the past, so re- I kind of got a better understanding of what each person really did, almost. Yeah. To, I agree. Like, yeah, really she's like... Of- immersed you like in the actual fair and be like oh if you were actually attending one of these things this is exactly what you'd see and what the entertainment would be so I totally agree with you I was that. all there exactly. for the turkey leg eating competition yeah. didn't those look good yeah, you know, yeah. Like, oh now, when they had those turkey legs all I thought about is when you go to those fairs I'm like what kind of turkeys did they get these turkey legs from? That's what I want to know because the turkey turkeys. legs are as big as my whole they body and I'm very zoptic, so that's saying something. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to need y'all to divulge where the turkeys are coming from because yeah. they're huge. I, do we want to know, though? I was going to say, mean... does that mean they're injected with hormones? <laughs> yeah. They look like they injected with hormones because did you see it? It was as big as her face. She mm-hmm. held that thing up to it almost took up the whole space of her face. And I was just like, those are the size sizes of turkey legs that you would get at the fair because I are. have done that before yeah. and they are the size. We need to add that to our change. list of questions. So where'd you guys get the turkey legs? From? <laughs> Details, please. Yes. <laughs> and then I also loved how they showed that Maggie was going to the fortune teller often. That like that wasn't the first time she went. They kept showing all these different montages of all these different answers to all these possible questions that Maggie had asked her, and they're always wrong. <laughs> they're always yeah, wrong. The funniest part was, yeah. like, and you could just tell. Like sometimes you couldn't tell what the question was, but sometimes you could very obviously. <laughs> I'm tell, sorry, like, the Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. <laughs> I was like, oh no. I was like, ooh, okay. That was good. That, yep, that was very that funny. Was good and then I love how. <laughs> I love how both Maggie and Hooker Helen were going to the fortune teller. And then Maggie 
Why? Okay, first of all, why was Maggie trying to eavesdrop on somebody else's session? That was so busted. That's a Maggie move. That, that so, is such a Maggie move. Unless she was going to see her herself and just happen to hear. Nah. I, she is the queen. She must know. Queen of she. She must everything that's happening. But that was so funny. And then when she realized that she was giving Hooker Helen the same answers that she was giving to her, and she tried to call her out, and she was like, well, you wouldn't want it to hear the truth anyway. She's like, the, she said, you can't. When she said this, I hollered, you know, again, the language person. When she said, you can't handle the sooth, I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, y'all are funny. Y'all got jokes. I they cannot. have fun with their script. You can just tell. I just, yes. I love the, I love the play on words that they do all the time. It's really, it's really quite stellar. I enjoy it quite often. Um, what do we think, what do we think about how... Amanda and David's relationship is starting to unfold. Of course, we know we have one more episode, so we're going to find out in the next episode, which we'll talk about in a few seconds. But how do we, how do, how are we feeling about how their relationship is unfolding? Do we wish that we'd had more time to watch it unfold? Are we sad that they hooked up too soon? Like, how are we feeling about that? I feel like I have a lot more to say about this for this the next episode. Okay. So I'm going to pass this on to the girls. I kind of agree, other than the fact that I can say it's what I've been waiting for this whole time because I'd always wanted them. From episode one, you could tell they had that little connection. So I have been waiting to see them develop into something more. And I'm happy there was no drama with the old relationship because that could have very well been something. But Which old like, relationship, what? Amanda's or uh, David's? David's. Mm-hmm. David's. Well, yeah, like I think that seeing the jouster and Callie together like getting married like it would be him too right yeah I love that it was the both the people that they were like involved with but I think maybe that also sort of pushed them together in a way like I don't know just like seeing like oh if these two dumb people can make it work like <laughs> then anybody can time. yeah I feel like that's like might nothing have been. holding them back either Not exactly. nothing. well then that leads us right into this oh wait a minute does that lead us into that? Oh, no, no, no. One <laughs> one more thing before we go into the next one. So Maggie and Amanda have that moment where she feels like she needs to try to become one with the Amanda. And she's like, you know, I really like your commitment to the community. We should talk. We should hang out. And Maggie's like, I mean, um, Amanda's like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> Which I wasn't expecting that. Like I, she, she. There had been so many episodes where she was going out of her way to just get any kind of acknowledgement from Maggie that I thought, oh, this is gonna be good. And Amanda just shut that down. She was like, um, and see. It's kind of like they found a good common ground between the two of them. They're like, we can work together, but we don't have to be friends. Mm-hmm. Sort of relationship, and they've kind of found where their relationship will be. It's just a professional relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if we get another season, then we'll see that relationship grow and maybe they'll become friends. But as of now, I think it works mm-hmm. really well. Just mm-hmm. being like, we don't have to be best friends. We thought, I, one of my predictions from the beginning was kind of like, I think that we're going to see them become friends and allies. You and did like, say that. And, you know, them against maybe the fair, but it didn't really turn into that relationship no. over the season. And I appreciate that because it's not predictable, you know? This whole show is not predictable. No, it's pretty realistic. How many relationships do you run into where you you might not be friends with them, but you do have to agree to get along if you're in the same workplace. So I think that was pretty hitting the nail on the head of like what life can actually be like. Yeah, and this is what I also appreciate. I appreciate the fact that coming from somebody that's in the theater 
or, or was in the theater and coming from somebody that works on, on television shows and stuff, you become very close-knit with those people that you're working with. Like, those are the only people in your orbit and in your world for that very short period of time. So it, it's not a far reach to understand how you could be... A, you become attracted to people that under any other circumstances you wouldn't be thinking about that person <laughs> at all. You wouldn't think they were cute. You wouldn't think they were attractive. You wouldn't be fantasizing about kissing them or doing anything else with them. But when you're in close proximity like that with folk all the mm-hmm. time, your your ideology when it comes to these people kind of shifts and changes. I agree. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of how reality shows work when they're all trapped in the houses. You see these emotions heightened because it is kind of like mind manipulation in a way. It really so. is. And then we find out that David is buying into the or- the orbs the the ball thing the ball I love Balls how they call each other mud yeah. boy and ball boy I'm like okay y'all are funny <laughs> but he he buys into the orb situation for five k I'm like that seemed like a lot of money to be right? paying can't for some balls and start your own competitive you know business I mean? right? can't you just like buy a little plastic swimming pool and throw some balls in there like I was very confused by that it does yeah. show us more about David's character that he does feel like he needs something more than just this. So I like mm-hmm. to see that side of him, that he wants to be a businessman and take off with the ball. <laughs> and that leads us right into episode 10. Pi- the Pirate Playtron is what that episode is called. And it's the last day of the fair. So now we've gone through the, the whole situation where Amanda has discovered the fair. She's gone to the fair. She stayed at the fair. And she's had this whole conundrum of whether to stay, whether to go. Her family thinks she's coming back. We've got all that going on. And then it's like last day of summer camp where everybody is just, you know, telling folk where they're going, what they're doing, if they're staying, if they're not staying, where they're going to end up. And it's actually kind of, it's, it's sad, but it's also very revealing and a lot of fun to see how some of these relationships over this over the last 10 weeks has shifted and changed, especially the one with Lee and Maggie, because I didn't see that one coming. You almost oh, don't realize the attachment you have to each other or us as viewers to the characters until you're like, oh, like, I'm not going to see you anymore. And then you kind of realize how much you cared for people. It mm-hmm. is that end of summer camp feeling. Yeah. And especially having that at the very end of the last episode of the season, we're kind of getting to say goodbye to this season, you know, this first season, as they're saying goodbye and moving on to the next fair. So I it was very sweet. I mean, they're, the writing is incredible, and it's very smart um, in the way that it's written. So I appreciated that, too. And I love that oh, there was a wedding taking place, too, because it paralleled and just, like, bookended the first episode so nicely. Because, oh, like, wow. You're right. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, oh, my gosh, it came so full circle with Amanda you know, running away from her wedding, obviously, and then planning these people who she, you know, sees in the grocery store, like, in the first right. episode, too. Like, it's just really cool to see it all kind of, like, come together at the end and, like, us see just how much has changed because it is such a similar situation. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because the other thing about that situation is that was also the pivotal moment for her where she realized that she was not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, she thought she was doing the right thing. And what was really funny is everybody she would tell that she was going to go to North Carolina, go go to, go to with David to North Carolina, everybody that she would share that with, they'd all get this look on their face like, mm, you sure you want to do that? That like was they really were, good writing as well, too, you know? because that is the typical girl ends up with a guy and happy ending. And I won't lie, I wanted them to go together, but I really like more that 
Because, I mean, think about little girls watching the show. She's saying, no, I'm not going to follow a man if that's not where my dream is. And it'd be one thing if that was her dream, but I think very clearly she acknowledged that that didn't feel right to who she was at the time. So I would like to think that they could still be together in a future season. But I I do think she made the right decision, and I was happy that the writers took it in that direction. And I think Mm -hmm. it's ironic that that little seed of doubt was planted by Maggie and the girl that she was working with behind the bar. I forget her name. What's her character name? Do y'all remember? The I one don't. who she was a, a, a Huzzah girl yeah. with? Yeah. Huzzah. 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 <laughs> um, and she, her and Maggie were the two that planted that doubt. And they were like... I think Maggie mm-hmm. especially, honestly, just that conversation of her being like, why? Like, she's like, yeah, I'm going to rally. And that was the first thing she said, why? Like, she wasn't like, congratulations, I hope y'all are happy. Homegirl was like, why? And it was like, and she was somewhat invested in her at this point. Like, like you said, like, they're not friends necessarily, but they do tolerate each other. And I think Maggie, like, is somewhat interested in, like, what she's doing. And, like, now that they don't necessarily have the rivalry, because she did get the part, like, maybe... They, the walls are, could break down a little bit and they could form more of a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I liked that it was her as well because it was an unexpected source, I think. Well, and it was an honest opinion. Like you're saying, they're not, you know, best friends. So I think just having that colleague or that person who has been blatantly honest with you throughout and told you no and been competitive with you kind of question why you're doing something I think is much more honest and sincere than talking to maybe Delilah who would be extra supportive no matter what you did you know I think it's flattering in a sense too because Maggie is essentially saying she sees more for her and she thinks that she's capable of doing more than just following David which is I think in a weird way which is (laughs) interesting that she thinks that about Amanda but doesn't think that about herself because when the job situation comes up for her to go audition for well, Hoarders the musical. Can we just talk about that? Yes. Can we just talk about yes. Hoarders the musical? And that was amazing. Like that made I'm, me laugh out loud. I'd go see it. That me would too. be so fun. I just boxes on the stage, and then maybe she like climbs out of a box. But this oh, is the, man. This is the thing that really made me laugh. Not only is it called Hoarders the musical, but she's auditioning for a chorus girl who quit. <laughs> Not even one of the leads. She auditioned for the okay, chorus. She got again. a job as Dust Bunny, so that's pretty <laughs> high up there. Okay, but, yeah. that, but in the uh, in the episode before, they um, sure. we told her that it was a chorus gig, and but then she, she was like, "I got a Dust Bunny." I'm like, "Oh, oh I do Maggie. love how they tie that around with the whole self love." I'm like, "Yeah, there you go." But then <laughs> we did discover for the first time. I forgot his name now, but we realized that he has a crush on Maggie Lee. 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 Yes. I'm like, where did he come from? And I did feel so bad that he gets his confidence to go up to her and she's just like huh what she was like, just could clueless. not care less but that's yeah. so typical Maggie like she would do that to Brian all the time and oh, he was yeah. so used to her doing it like that was just her thing with him that he was just, he would just be, she would just be like huh what oh okay. <laughs> yeah. he was so used to her but Lee was not used to that he 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 kind of put his cards out there and laid his heart on the table and she's like huh what what? You mean self-love? <laughs> Me, love myself? Yeah, good idea, good idea. I have a question for you guys. Now that Maggie's been in this safe bubble for so long, how do you think she's going to do in New York City? She'll thrive. Oh, she it's can adapt. I don't know. It'll be really interesting because there's that, there's that moment where she... I, I can't remember if it was this episode. Oh, it was the episode before in episode nine, where Lee tells her she got the phone call from the agent, and she says, "Well, I'm not going because she's like, you know, that's that's a big pond with big fish, and I'm a little fish in a mm-hmm. little pond. And her role is much smaller. She's right. just being queen of the fair, right? And he was the one that said to her, 
listen, Diva, <laughs> you can do this. You are a big fish, and you deserve to be in a big pond and not here. He's the one who encouraged her to make that move, and he's the one that encouraged her to do the audition. So I think it's really, it will be really interesting. I hope that it gets picked up for a second season because I would really like to see how that plays out and if she keeps, if she has to come back to the fair because if she comes back to the fair, she's going to find out that she got replaced by the Ooh, one person she couldn't true. stand to be replaced by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know who we can't replace, Taylor? Who can't we replace here at After Buzz TV? Guys, you. Because you are <laughs> so important to us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We always want to know what you guys think. So if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. If you're on iTunes, give us five stars. One through four is broken. It's got to be five. <laughs> Definitely leave a comment on iTunes and on YouTube. And um, we just like want to keep the conversation going. So we just we want to hear what you guys have to say. But thank you so much for tuning in to all of our shows and especially this one. We're definitely going to miss talking to you guys every week. Tell your friends and keep watching and loving AfterBuzz. Yeah, yeah. We all, we're all on various shows here at AfterBuzz TV. So Excuse me. You won't be able to support us here for American Princess because this season is over. If it gets picked up for a second season, you'll see us back here. But in the meantime, you know, you can catch us on various shows. I'm over at General Hospital right before this. I got the Curvy Critic, a plethora of things. Everybody's got something, and we'll tell you all about it at the end of the show. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Rat Cat. Oh, Rat Cat. <laughs> oh, Little rat cat. Rat cat. Can I just tell you when they showed him on his side, I was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Is that a, a rat?" Split, right. For a split second, I was like, "Damn, that's a big ass rat." <laughs> <laughs> I still think little boy is the sweetest looking little boy I've ever seen, and it was so sad that he lost his pet when he was gone. Okay, that, that scene. That scene with him and Delilah when her parents came to pick him up. That was. I feel so bad for her because she loves him so much and truly cares for him, and. I mean, obviously she does have a lot of friends and, like, her family, but, I mean, that's her kid, and they've been just the two of them, like, for a while, so it's, it's really sad. I don't know yeah, if you guys felt the sad. same, but after talking to her and hearing how her relationship actually was that close and she felt emotional on set, I... I almost felt that even more so, knowing that she that it was real for her. I felt that, that through the, the screen. I felt that through the screen. I really did. One of my big questions on this is: we didn't. He left in episode nine, but then mm. we didn't get to see him for mm-hmm. nine or ten. So I was really kind of heartbroken to not get that closure with him coming back and seeing like what happened with the grandparents. You know, was we'll he get changed? it in season two. We gonna say that ready. should be a big thing. I know. We'll get yeah. it in season two. We gonna put that out there. You know what else? Else made me laugh. <laughs> Ooh, it, what else made me laugh is that stick for like three quarters of the show was stick, 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 and then all of a sudden we find out that stick is like this Buddhist monk, right? It makes oh, sense. Genius. <laughs> like seriously, though, it made total sense for me, honestly, because he's just like he's so unassuming, but he's so wise. Like it's always the quiet ones, right? Yeah, right. And then him and Delilah got a little chemistry going on. I'm like, oh, I would love to see that. You know, I would be seeing all these. Like, like potential relationships develop up. They cannot but, leave us hanging here. Like we have to know what happens. I know, mm-hmm. but the thing is they have all these relationships here, but then they're all going to like a different fair, but most of them are all going to the same fair. The semi semi valley fair, yeah. Semi fair. So the how relationship do, can continue. How do we feel about Amanda leaving David a note and not saying it face to face? Also, what did the note say? I mean, I know we know what it all said because she left, but I just wanted to read the note as a viewer. I was like, just show me what she said. I kind of feel like, I feel like 
I knew that was coming when they were at the the wedding reception and she was dancing with him and and that was a really lovely moment how the camera kind of panned around the reception and you saw all the little hookups that had happened throughout the season you know you saw Jenny with her man that she just married and them being all in love you see all you see all these other different couples lined up and hooked up and then you see David and Amanda and they have that moment but then when she puts her face on his chest she has that look on her face like you know that when they go to sleep that night she's not going to be there the next morning you just know it and it's because she's come to that realization that like you were saying earlier you can't chase a man to have your dream you just can't you have to find your own dream in your own way you can't depend on another human being to make those dreams come true for you and I think that was the big overall lesson of the whole entire series. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Over That's the good. course of the Absolutely. episode. Well, and she was given the opportunity. I think that was key, too, is mm-hmm. she was presented with an opportunity to go on to her own dream, mm-hmm. and she was wise enough to take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing if you go off and you're like, I want to chase this dream, I'm going to go a different direction, but you don't have anything coming up or mm-hmm. any opportunity to do that. Um, so she could have... I saw her, you know, like, trying to go with David because there was no op- other opportunity presenting itself at the time. But as soon as it took it, she was wise enough and she was smart enough to be like, I have to do this for myself. Self-love. And you know what else was interesting about that? When she caught, when her sister was blowing up her phone, trying to see when she was coming home, mm-hmm. and she she didn't really tell her sister she wasn't coming home. Her sister kind of just guessed that she wasn't. And she was like, it's the mud guy, right? She's like, I've seen you two together. She's like, I say go for it. And I was like, er, er, er. I love to see that. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. But I love that at the end of the day, her sister stopped being snarky long enough to say something heartwarming for her sister. You know, to say something that her sister needed to hear. Whether she really wanted to say it or not, her sister needed her to say that to her. So that was cool. And I think this was a really big decision for Amanda, just in the fact that we see her life before we see how her mom, her friends are always controlling. This seemed to be the first time that she really took her power to decide something for herself. So that was also a really cool thing, not just not following a man, but just this is my life and this is something I'm doing for me. And I, I like to see her be this confident we, queen. Mm-hmm. We've got a panel of strong women. Yes. I can feel it. <laughs> we are. You yeah, know? We are. Yeah, we are. We do have a panel of strong women. Oh, oh. Because <laughs> there was this whole conversation that happened with um, the queen in the previous episode where she was talking about not following a man to Amanda and she said she said this I hollered out loud she said I have three words for you Belle Biv DeVoe I screamed because I was like the Mag- the Maggie the Queen was running around the country trying to get with Belle Biv DeVoe like really <laughs> that in itself was just pure comedy I kind of love that and I also love and I may have this quote wrong but at the end of it I can't remember what character said this but somebody said all good things come to an end, but that doesn't mean those things can't be beautiful. That's and I think so that is sweet. the perfect way to like wrap up mm-hmm. our season. Our it season of um, American Princess. Now, I say wrap up the season, but the truth of the matter is we will have Rory O'Malley, who plays Brian here next week. Excited um, for that one. Yeah, <laughs> we're so excited. To talk about his, you know, take on the Renaissance Fair and his 
role in that. And then closing it out for the final, 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 final show is the showrunner, executive producer herself, Jamie Dimbo, will be here with us. So um, don't think that we're going away this week. Y'all got to stay with us now. We got two more shows to do and we got guests coming. So we need y'all to be here for the guests. And if you have questions for them, for Rory or for Jamie, go in the chat room at After Buzz TV on the YouTube page, the After Buzz Comedies page where American Princess lives, and put it in the, the chat part for us, or the comment section, rather, for us, and then we can ask them when they come here so that you guys, you know, can yeah, get your right say on this into. show. Right, right on, on this show. episode. Yeah. Right on the show, yeah. Right below. Right below. So do we have any medieval moments? We Ms. do. Kelsey? We have a great medieval moment for you guys. So we talked a little bit about jousting. I think Taylor brought that up for like one second. But we see that. <laughs> we see that when you go to like Ren fairs and medieval fairs and things like that. So today's topic is going to be on that. So I just want to talk about our knights in shining armor okay. to start us off. Talk away, girl. So have you ever wondered how they got so shiny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to tell you. How do I get that? How they cleaned <laughs> those armor suits. So the knights did not clean the armor themselves. They had assistants called squires who would clean their armor. And when you go to the Ren Fair, you can typically see the jousters wearing the armor. But um, armor was also worn by non-knights who were going to fight in battle. They didn't have to be knights per se. So today when we see the jousting at Ren Fair, this tradition comes from the popularity of the sport throughout England in the 16th century. This was actually discontinued in France after King Henry II was killed in a jousting accident in 1559, but the sport remained popular throughout the reign of Queen Elizabeth. Oh. Okay. So now let's move on to how we clean this armor. Okay. So <laughs> did you get can you guess how much the suit of armor weighed? Oh, I'm sure it has to be over 100 pounds. Oh, really? It is I mean, I've never held an armor myself, but the internet has told me it max can weigh 110 pounds. Oh my god. Yeah, the bad boys are heavy. It's metal. It is metal. So to wash it and to clean it is, you know, not... Shame they're all covered up because I bet they've got some good bodies under those things. After, after lifting <laughs> that, that's why they didn't have to go to the gym back okay. in the day. Right. They sure didn't. They didn't. What, a gym? What, Can bring their that clothes back? were their gym. Just walking <laughs> is a gym. <laughs> but the armor would get dirty if they were going to battle because they would be covered in grass, in blood, in fecal matter. Because there's no... Yeah, disgusting. It gets worse. Plus, (laughs) the weather in England is not a dry desert like here in California. It's moist, and that moisture could rust the suit, the armor. So, to keep it not from rusting, they would put... They would put an abrasive, uh, such as sand, that was in a barrel. And so they would take the pieces apart, put it in the barrel, and dry it out. That way it would leave the moisture, would get off of it. Hmm. Um, Another thing that they would do is the larger pieces were scoured uh, with a cloth that was frequently dipped into sand mix with both vinegar and, get this, urine. Mm. Yes. 
So that is how. I love how you can smile. She looks pretty with a frown. I can't stand you right <laughs> Me? now. She's oh, like, oh, my face is probably not <laughs> you just I'm sorry. You. I got I got distracted. Continue. <laughs> the, and that that is essentially how they would clean the armor back in the day. So for that- moisture, it would you would cover it with sand to keep it from rusting and to keep it dry. And then uh, vinegar and urine would help get you know blood, grass, all of the. Was it their stains. own urine? Actually, it could be yes, but in the Ro- with within the Romans, they would buy like you could mm. buy urine, and they would sell different people's urine. Like in public. I'm glad they didn't continue that at the modern fair. And back in the day, you didn't have modern technology necessarily, so they would um, step in it. Like, you know, if they were cleaning cloth or leather, you know, you would step in the barrel of urine to, like, get it out to really get that deep clean going. So See, and this is why huh. you never saw any black people in a suit of armor. I'm just saying. <laughs> because... That is a mess right there. I love how in depth you really dived into that research. And she was in it to win it, too. I was, and I'm sitting over here, like, I hate it as a split screen between us because she's like, and I'm like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not happy. I'm like grossed out. This is why, like, you're happy telling your, you're happy sharing your information, and I know you're grossed out, but I was like, mm. it does offer perspective though, because we see the fair as just fun, drunk, and eating. (laughs) And then when you really think about what they went through and how hard a lot of that time of their life was that's you get a whole new appreciation for it's, the art and culture behind all of it. Yes, yeah, a lot going on. <laughs> a too lot much, going on. too much going on. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Kelsey. That was that was something. So, moral <laughs> of the story is cleaning isn't so bad now Ooh, in the modern age, right? True. Okay, that's still how they dry clean people's clothes. Yeah. Oh. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> so what you got for us news-wise, Haley? <laughs> hey, so, let's just what, segue what, over. What's the dirt on the news? What's the buzz? <laughs> Try to top that. I dare you. So basically, it's just a little tidbit of what draws us to the show is always that tongue-in-cheek satire and script writing. So the EP, Mark Burley, he talks about what drew him to the show in the first place. Because oh. when you think about the team of people behind this show, this you would think they, you know, they're super creative to write mm-hmm. types of lines they have and to all work together. So he's basically saying that that caught his eye was the fact that you're going into community when you're being portrayed in film. It's generally usually dealt with satire. And he really was drawn to that tongue-in-cheek sort of manner and that... It shows a community that exists, and it's sort of, um, it's a bit of an ultimate reality compared to what most mainstream shows are doing. So mm-hmm. we, this really is a very different plot scenes. Is I've not personally seen anything like this. So I think just that the the fact that they morphed both the real life, you know, hashtags and all these things that we can recognize now, and even the political jokes that stand out, they mix it very well with this pretend world that seems to actually be more real for them and their characters by the end of it. So I think it was beautifully written, and that's basically what drew the writers to it, that concept of humanity and connection, and we're all searching for it. Okay. So just in closing out in these last five minutes that we have, I would like for each of us to contemplate 
What are our favorite takeaways were from the show in the 10 weeks that, or the 10 episodes rather, I should say, that we have had the opportunity to view and skewer along the way? I just love the theme of chosen family, honestly. Like, just all of these, you know, people coming together from all different places, all different walks of life, and them just, like, really forming such a strong connection and caring about each other so much that they really did form a family. And I just, I love that theme about, like, how, you know... People who you might, like you said, not have anything in common with, but you have this one thing that you all connect on and you just like form like your own little community out of it. For me, it was just the concept of everyone from the outside world that's so trapped and social media and all these things that we think are so normal. Those are all the unhappy people and the (laughs) people in their so-called fake pretend world. That's where they truly discovered who they were. Mm -hmm. And Amanda found her ultimate happiness in this world. So kind of piggybacking off of the chosen family, but kind of also like this too shall pass. You can come from being broken and find a new sense of community and find your joy again. Cool. Oh, this is so good. Um, family, I love that idea. Both of these are incredible. Um, and I would say I would just echo those two things as well. I also like that we've seen Amanda choosing her own path. And she's come from a family where they've kind of chosen her destiny for her, who she's going to marry, what kind of life she's going to live, if she's going to be a lawyer or a realtor. Uh, so she just kind of it seemed like she just ran away from her life, um, but she was forming her own life and she was choosing her own walk of life and her own dream and her own destiny. I love the fact that at the beginning, the one person that she feared the most is the person that she became in the fair. She feared mean? the queen. That's good. Oh. And then she became the queen by the time we ended the the series for season one. You know, and and they faked me out for a second because as the series is coming to an end, this was you, good. you see the, the, the you see the young lady walking with the with the um tray. tray and the drinks and her build is very similar to Amanda. So you're thinking, Oh, so she left David and she's at the other fair with the other kids, right? And then they never show this chick from the... They never show her from the neck up. You never see who this is. And then the camera kind of tilts over and zooms in to Brian, who's standing in front of Amanda, who ends up... When he steps over to the side, you see Amanda with that wig on and that red hair sticking out all over the place, waving. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> I found that very interesting that the one person that she feared, the one person that she thought was just so full of herself and just so not anybody that she even thought she would even come close to emulating is the person that she becomes by the time it ends. That's deep, Carla. That that is. I even got the goosebumps (laughs) when you first said that. I was like, oh, yeah. That's what I got. And I also, y'all know I was a, I'm a, not was, but am a big fan of the dialogue of the show. It was very cleverly very cleverly written and you guys said it you know they brought in the new with the old and kind of mixed it very the way they mixed the queen's english with talking with everyday english the way the show was structured and the way it was conceived and the way that they presented it out to the public was just absolutely brilliant and um Jamie Dimbo if y'all get picked up for a second season i don't know which camera's looking at me but <laughs> 
if y'all get picked up for a second season, um, we need to be some winches in yes. the second season. I'm just saying. Huzzah. Huzzah. We need to be some winches. So having said <laughs> that, we will be here next week. Like I said, y'all, we will be back with Rory mm-hmm. O'Malley, who plays Brian. We will be back with Jamie Dimbo, who is the showrunner for American Princess on Lifetime the week after that. But until then, where can we find you, Miss Taylor? You guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Ann and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I also host Younger every Wednesday and the Jet After Show every Sunday. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyJ, underscore. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Kels Hightower. And now that you finish this series, you can go binge watch Good Girls and watch my after show at Good Girls. And of course, you can find me, your girl, Carla Renata, across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can find me at 5 o'clock over at Black Hollywood Live doing The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata where I talk about film reviews. I have a little guest every once in a while. Y'all know I'm opinionated so I got some stuff to say. And then right after that I do the General Hospital after show right here at After Buzz TV. And of course I'm right here with American Princess so join us next week when we have Rory O'Malley in the house to talk about his role as Brian on American Princess. But until then, Huzzah! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 